Hey gang, Mikey P here. Welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good. On this week's episode, I'm just going to start off right here at the top. Trigger warning. Trigger, trigger, trigger warning. <laughs> this week we are um, experiencing the last of the Toledo series, which was me going back to Toledo, Ohio and actually being stuck in Toledo, Ohio for a month. Um, and we're going to sort of finish that out with Jerry, the tattoo guy. Now, Jerry is a colorful, colorful character. Um, he's, uh, he's probably like 280, pretty tall, bald head, tattooed everywhere, even on his face. So you got to give it to him. You know, he's from another generation, so he might say some stuff that might offend you blatantly. I mean, I don't know how... I mean, I've said stupid stuff I'm sure was offensive, but Jerry... I've, anyways, Jerry is a good person, and he means no harm to anyone. He's actually a, a good guy and a, and a good tattoo artist, and he did both my new tattoos that I got, my only good tattoos I have on my body. So, um... Yeah, so the premise of this is we are in the tattoo shop, my sister, the lovely Lisa, and you guys know Nephew, but it is the debut of Lisa, my sister. I'm sure she'll be back on sometime. Yeah, so we were at the tattoo shop. I decided to get this um, headphone, this um, Dia de los Muertos skull with like piano teeth and uh, and some like polka dot headphones that maybe a eighth grade girl would have on <clears throat> but you know i thought it was cool i found it in a just i think i just found it randomly on some girl's site and i took it in originally and he told me to go fuck yourself we're not doing that because uh the detail is too small but if i would have got a back piece like a big piece he could have did all the little detail so we compromised, we found a, a good middle ground, and he redesigned it, and I thought that was just great of him, and he, you know, so this is a podcast where I am actually getting tattooed and talking to Jerry, and so you're going to hear a lot of so if you can get through that. The conversation is pretty awesome. Jerry has lived multiple lives. Um, throughout all of it, he was a tattoo artist, but he also uh, did a stint on Jerry Springer. He was on Judge Joe Brown. He was on the Howard Stern Show. Uh, he's involved with the Criminal Underground. Go figure. A tattoo artist involved with the Criminal Underground. Uh, he, he's from the old school tattoo art, uh, artist. I mean, he, I think he's in his forties, late forties. I mean, he's not that old school, not like sailor Jerry, but I think there's a lineage of him learning 
um, I think the Sailor Jerry lineage is where he kind of learns from and also just being violent to other tattoo <laughs> artists. But I don't want to give away too much. It's a great conversation. So if you can just bear with me getting um, dug the fuck out with a needle buzzing around and coloring in and... Um, and towards the end, it starts to catch up with me. But um, I'm just telling you the whole goddamn podcast. You, why even fucking listen to it now? Now you should listen to it. It's cool. So if you can get past the buzzing, I know the buzzing might be irritating. But just know that it's me getting tattooed. And um, like I said, Jerry's a colorful character with lots to say. And I think you're going to like him. So, I need you to go to rainamystique.com. That's R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U.com and sign up for the newsletter. She is uh, always sending out new stuff, unreleased material that you can only get through the newsletter. Also, I would love for you to become a patron on the Patreon that she has. Uh, an easy link that's very visible on her homepage. So just click on that and donate whatever you can. Because if you like art and you like artists, especially independent artists, uh, Patreon is such a cool way to go. Uh, you got Kickstarter and GoFundMe and all these like these these formats that sort of seems like artists are just begging for money. And Patreon is interesting because you're actually getting something in real time. So if you do donate like a dollar a month for instance you're gonna get the benefits of dollar a month if you donate a hundred dollars a month you're gonna get the benefits of a hundred dollars a month every month you're gonna get the patreon newsletter you're gonna get just uh, exclusive videos exclusive downloads that you can't get anywhere else so go and be a patron of the arts sign up for the newsletter keep up to date with reyna and what she's doing around san diego and what's coming up for the American Dream Tour. Now, uh, I am playing this Friday, which by the time this comes out, I'll already be done with the gig, but it's the One Love Reggae Music Festival. But this will be out, I think. I think I'm going to try to release it on Saturday. Um, the One Love Reggae Music Festival is going on all weekend long, so it's the 10th through the 12th. And you'll have headliners like Revolution, Slightly Stupid. That's the day I played, Friday. But I think that's over by the time anyone listens to this. And this is, uh, and if you just Google One Love Music Festival, you'll find it. So um, go and get your one-day passes if you want to. Also, Skanks Roots Project will be playing, let's see, February 19th. It's a Sunday out at U31. Um, out for Vic with Slick Entertainment, which you guys know. You know Vic from Slick. Uh, he was on the podcast. Nice guy. Love the dude. We're going to be headlining out there for an hour and a half set. So that all starts around 9 o'clock. If you get there before 10 o'clock, it's free. Afterwards, you have to pay. And I don't know how much that is. So get out there early. Come support. Hang out. And uh, talk to uh, any one of us in the band 
Uh, especially if you're interested in the 2017 California Roots Festival. Uh, if you come talk to us at the 19th show, we'll be able to talk to you guys and, and sell you actual tickets for the California Roots Festival. Because Skanks Roots Project is playing the California Roots Festival, which I'm really excited about. And this is in Monterey, California. Monterey, if that's not one of the most beautiful cities or beach towns in Amer- in uh, California, then I don't know what is. Um, it's the same place where the Monterey Music Festival was, where Jimi Hendrix, I believe, lit his guitar on fire. And Ravi Shankar played, which if you've ever seen that performance, there's this one girl where he's like peeking out on like it's the it's the crux of his performance and he's just going crazy and the tabla player is going crazy and there's this girl that they zoom in on who just stands up with and you can tell she's definitely high on lsd she stands up her eyes are wild and and she just is like oh my god and she looks like she's in tears and it's like like her whole universe has been turned inside out and made into a supernova that collapsed on itself and now is exploding or imploding creating new universes in her mind that was dramatic Anyways, the California Roots Festival is going to be featuring headliners such as, uh, let me think, shit, I forgot, Nas. How can I forget Nas? Nas is going to be playing, J5, Jurassic 5, Thievery Corporation, just a whole long list of awesome acts that are going to be going on there. So get your tickets from any one of us in Skanks Roots Project. We can direct you to some tickets. Um, and you can also, um, hang out or just say hi. Anyways, uh, I think that's everything. So let's get into Jerry, the tattoo artist. I think his last name is Campbell, Jerry Campbell. Oh, one more thing. Write the show. We speak English good at gmail.com. Leave a, send me a message. Let me know what you think of the show. Also, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, Leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. I keep forgetting to say that, so please do that if you have time. Anyways, let's bounce on over to Toledo, Ohio, where I am in Tombstone Tattoo Parlor out on Reynolds Road in Toledo, Ohio. And this is back in January where I got to talk to Jerry, the tattoo guy, Campbell. You want to need weld that on there? No. It's a solder. Well, kind of weld it. Sorry. Yeah. These are my babies. You made those? I made that one and I made this one. This one is the one everybody made. Like in prison? No, I made it here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this like is, this is a raper right here. This motherfucker hits so hard, dude. Jesus oh. Christ! So I call it the raper. The dude. raper? Yeah, because if you t- like a girl says no, you can't have it. You take it anyway. I'm just saying. So that's why I took it. Because if you say no, no, it hurts real bad. It's still gonna put the ink in. So I call it the raper. <laughs> it's still going in, sweetie. <laughs> Sorry, babe. You're getting it. You drank that beer, bitch. Now it's time to pay. No. <laughs> So I think I'm gonna go. I'm not black enough. Oh, why I gotta talk shit? No, I'm getting a purple car, man. 
I'm gonna get some green, uh, some green shag on the inside. Some fuzzy dice in the rear view. No, I won't ever do that again. That last time, last year, was it? Yeah, it was last year. This time, I got arrested in that lowrider I had. No, it was two years ago on Martin Luther King Day by two black cops. Tell me they weren't mad. I said, dude, you only pulled me over because I'm a white guy going through the ghetto in a lowrider, bro. I said, relax. He's like, no, that's not why, sir, your, your license plate light was out. So I go to get out of the car. He shuts the door on me and goes, why would I lie to you? And I'm like, okay. I took it. He gave me like seven tickets because I was being cocky. I get home. I, I said, hey, look at that license plate light. That motherfucker was not out. I was mad as fuck. I oh. So I go down to court and I start screaming, because I'm fucking white. This is bullshit. And they're like, sir, sir, get over it. You can't be saying that. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'll say what I want. I'm going to have the news here next. I'll continue this because I own my own shop. I don't have to be at work. I can take all day off, but you guys will be tired from working the night shift, coming to court every time I continue. You'll be mad as fuck over some bullshit, and they threw it out. Nice. So when those black dudes scream and cry, it works, bro. It worked for me. <laughs> they tried to shut me the fuck up, dude. <laughs> what was the uh, colors again? Green, orange, purple? Are you getting like Joker and shit? These ones. Like all those? Yeah, Red, except orange. for the purple. You don't want the Green purple? and blue. Think uh, I should go with the purple? No, I'm just fucking around. So you want the red too, right? Yeah. Alright. No, if you get the purple, it's gonna look a little suspicious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I just don't think it's gay fits. guys will be like, guilty. Guilty. <laughs> 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 they won't even guilty say suspect, they'll say guilty. Charge. Guilty ass charge. <laughs> It's a guilty ass charge. That's funny, dude. <laughs> guilty ass charge coming your way. Oh my god. Yeah, do you, I, I started, by the way. We've been recording. Well, started. We've oh, been I thought recording. you made like your period and shit. Well, I, I, said that. I've I was been like, bleeding. you didn't tell me it was transgender up in this. Yeah, just, I mean, turn down just a little bit. Is that, if that's cool with you guys? Yeah, we turned down a little perfect. bit. Hey, where did they leave? Yeah, that's perfect. That's uh, fine. Uh, All right, I was about to tell him, but he just told me how he started. It just fucked me up, man. <laughs> Is that fine? Is that fine? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. We can't hear you. Why? <laughs> I appreciate it. I oh, I ain't that a bitch, Russ. Look what I found. Oh. Remember, we were talking about, well, these are bullets that are really quiet. I don't want to incriminate myself since you already started, but I found him. <laughs> I've been looking for three years. <laughs> for three years. <laughs> yeah, and they don't make them no more. Bullets, three you years shoot them ago. bullets and they don't make a sound. They're like a BB gun going off. Not that that's illegal, but I'm just saying. It used to be legal. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how that works without a silencer. Well, when you see me with a mask, I'll explain it all to you. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take a night ride with him. No, they're just low-loaded. Like the, the grains ain't as big as a regular bullet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Okay. It's real nice. What's, <laughs> what, what's the caliber? That was just 22s. 22s? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, come on. You get shot with a paintball, that motherfucker hurts, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I got well, shot with a BB. I was crying. This went inside my lip for years. I had to cut that bitch out. Uh, Why'd you end up cutting it out? Because uh, I like to talk a lot of crap. And I go to the bar. Back then, I was drinking every day at night, and I know I was going to get punched sooner or later, so I um, dug it out so it wouldn't knock a tooth out, and I lost one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I dug it out. Oh. It looked crazy, too. Herpes. Looked like oh, herpes man. for a while. It was a regular uh, BB, but when I dug it out, it was like probably 10 years after I got shot in the mouth, 
and the BB was so small. Like it, my body was eating that shit, and oh, shit. it was rusty yeah. looking too. Oh, I God. thought they were copper, but no, I guess it's something inside in that copper shell. Oh, it's like God. some nickel plated shit. Yeah, <laughs> some, ho- some more shit. Yeah, it fucked me up. What happens? Jerry Bear, do you want to tell your whole name or do you want to just keep it Jerry? Uh, Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jerry Campbell. I'm, I got an eye. Gay Jerry. Gay Jerry. Bear. <laughs> Jerry Bear. Jerry Bear. <laughs> he, he, uh, we're over at Tombstone Tattoos. Is that the name? Yep. Water just yeah. Tombstone, Tombstone Tattoo. Tattoo. Tombstone Tattoo out here Company. in Toledo, Ohio. Tombstone Tattoo Company. Off of Lexus Road. So if you're feeling sexy and you're in Toledo... Come see Jerry Bear. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he'll give you a guilty ass charge. All right. We're going to over here. Yep. All right, let so me get you to back up this way just a little here, bit. Here, let me. Let me. All right. I'm I want my hand to slip and hit your poop. <clears throat> oh, that's all right. Jerry Bear. My poop will be touched. Anything back home in Cali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for you, Jerry Bear. And he's back with a guilty ass charge. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's extra. <laughs> Guilty ass card. That's fucking great, dude. That should be a shirt, bro. I'm also going to get a tattoo, which when we initially came in here, Jerry's like, there's no fucking way I could do this. Well, not that he couldn't do it, but that um, what... Too much detail. Too much detail that the needles wouldn't be able to accommodate. Correct? Because you shrunk that shit down to a match yeah. tip. Right, right. Because... <laughs> Fuck. You shrunk it down to bitch size. Bitch size. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also with us is my sister, Lisa. Hello. Hi, Lisa. She has a, a, a crackly voice, but she took all the oregano oil, so she's feeling better, I think. I am. Thank you, brother. Yes. And, of course, you guys know <laughs> Nephew. Pew, 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 pew. He's going to be our air horn and ham. Ham. <laughs> Stupid. So how do you get a crackly voice? What's up with that? I've been sick. Oh, okay. Like a week and a half, I've been sick and I'm I'm like a lot better. It's just my voice is stupid now. It's perfect for radio. Oh, yeah. very <laughs> sexy. <laughs> perfect for audio. It's a hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> hey, guys. I have a voice only my mother would love. Oh, well, that's what they used to tell me when hey, I was working radio. Is I got a face for radio. Yeah, <laughs> what would you work in radio? Kiss FM and uh, Tower 98. <laughs> really? What, you were a DJ? Uh, I was kind of like the stunt guy, but yeah, I was on the air stunt talking. Stunt guy? Yeah. What is a stunt guy for a radio? He was the guy that went uh, and got all the coffee for everybody. No, I, I did all the dumb shit. Like, I chained myself to uh, a, uh, a telephone pole. Uh, what else did I do? I robbed You're, a bank. Not really, but I went in it with a mask and a note saying Johnny D was number one. Oh, um, it was for the Johnny D show? Yeah, I did. I remember that in the afternoons, right? Yep. Well, yep. I did it in the morning, too, but then, we, yeah, it was mornings and afternoons. Yeah. Okay. Or we would hold up, go to different radio stations, hold signs up, say Johnny D's better than you guys. I mean, just... I remember Johnny D. What happened to Johnny D? He's still on the radio. Is he? 105.5. 105.5? Yeah. So, how did you get that gig? Uh, I kind of went to school with him. Oh. He went to Central, and I went to uh, Devovis, and we were like neighborhood kids that grew up together, so that's how I know. I got lucky. I was like the only guy on the radio show that didn't go to college for radio <laughs> and got paid. <laughs> nice. Damn, that's cool. So you were able to actually get fucking paid pretty decently off of just Oh, paying. yeah, and I got free advertisement, too. I mean, they pumped my shop every day so i probably got over ten thousand dollars a month in free advertisement so Jesus it really made me yeah it was great where were you at then where are you selling the east side then 
No, it was over on Savannah Avenue. Jesus, Michael, look at all that hair. All right. Well, like I said last time, it's all coming on my fucking head and going on in my body. <laughs> It's like I'm tattooing yeah, a fucking werewolf. Bear grills. <laughs> ridiculous, dude. It's like as soon as I hit thirty, like it all. Yes, have you know? Last time I two razors like for your Alaska. It's how they attack bush people and say, "What the fuck?" The bush people. Yeah, watch out for my other tattoo here. I don't want you to mess that up. <laughs> no, I've never. <laughs> <fucked up. laughs> don't destroy the don't norm storm. Don't destroy norm storm, bro. Fuck it, that thing took me at least. Three hours and a bottle of whiskey. Oh, you have to look through the fur. <laughs> he just watched. Would you like to say hi, fur, Chris? Bro. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Very nice. So the uh, Chris, the other tattoo artist, came and looked at my Norm Storm and just walked away in disgust. <laughs> no, it was jealousy. <laughs> of course, <laughs> everyone always is. Here, let Evelyn say hi. She's just going to breathe softly into the microphone. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm wondering how fucking, how much this tattoo gun is going to fuck with our recording. So we'll see if this actually comes through or not. You say gun? Who's getting robbed? Well, I thought you were the I thought you were the Oh, you mean robber. tattoo machine. My fault. Oh, you said it's tattoo not, gun. You got me scared. I was like, fuck no. Is that not, is that not proper terminology? Well, for in cell block H, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So what? What do you call it then? A tattoo machine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, guns rob people. Uh, machines tattoo people. Oh. Well. I was I was looking up um, tattoo stuff online today because I was trying to see if they sold ink on Amazon because I was going to offer you that Amazon card and I was like I wonder what they sell and then I was like well what if it's not the right kind of ink like what's good ink so then I was looking up good ink and then I was looking up different guns and stuff and they were talking about machines not guns right machines I'm sorry tattoo machines I was looking up tattoo machines and they were talking about there's a couple different kinds of machines there's like the coil machines or something and then there's some other new some new rotary thing yeah that's like Something that's quieter, some I don't know. I was I don't know why I was. Those are uh, we call them bitch machines. What time did I message you this morning? Like eight o'clock this morning. Yeah. Ridiculous time. Fuck me all. I was I was (laughs) reading this stuff before I even messaged you. (laughs) Did you? You didn't go into work today, right? No. You just up early. I just couldn't fall back asleep after Charlie. (laughs) Let's fuck with the tattoo guy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I know it's early. But um, there's going to be four of us coming today for tattoos. When when you got that text today, were you like, what the fuck? No, I, was, I get up early. I was up and like, okay, cool. But Today's I mean, almost like, just as good as Christmas for Jerry. Do you mind? Do you, I mean, obviously, this is your career, so I guess you wouldn't mind four fucking people coming in in a row. No, fuck no. I mean, I love tattooing. I'm, I'm not, this ain't a job. This is what I do every day, 24 hours a day. I'm at the bar. I'm at a restaurant. I'm talking tattoos. That's what I do. That's the difference between me and somebody that has a job. That, that oh, I gotta go to work tomorrow and do tattoos. Well, get the fuck out of my my fucking business. <laughs> right, right. This ain't a business. It's a way of life, seriously. Yeah, well, that's the that's the whole thing. Cause before I uh, quit, well, not quit my job. I got fired from my last like job. It was a cubicle job. <laughs> I just remember sitting in that fucking piece of shit, just feeling like in prison, man. Like, you, I mean, it yeah. is. That's what it is. And, like, hating, like, weekends 
weekends were everything and it was except like, for sunday nights and you start so, getting depressed oh yeah so. and this that anxious feeling in your stomach comes like, fuck i gotta wake up at six oh i gotta get ready after it's horrible but like now, especially if we work with all guys too that makes it worse if there was hot chicks ah, it might not be bad but I all worked, guys no no no. you don't know though i worked in an office full of women i was the only guy except for the gay <laughs> Guilty no, ass charge. Right. Guilty <laughs> ass charge. We'll go suspect on this. We'll, we'll guilty him later. <laughs> well, I did want you to draw a dick on my arm. So. <laughs> it almost was. It almost was a dick brain, but uh, Jerry stepped in and said, hey, it's, there's a dick on well, here. Well, if you want, you want to give credit to where it's due, Russ pointed it out first. He's like, oh, my God, look at that. Thank you, Russ. Oh, my God, look at that. If you wouldn't have said that, you would have got the dick. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I, and I didn't even notice it. <laughs> Guilty ass charge. Um, <laughs> 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 and then uh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, but so so, have you had like a real job before? Like a really just yeah. Shit? I was in the Marine Corps, and before the Marine Corps, when I was a kid, I worked at Little Caesars. Oh, but Lil C, okay, but that was like it was the, fun. Yeah, like that's that. like dick off job because you don't give a <laughs> fuck at those jobs. You like, I mean, well, I'm a fat guy that likes pizza, so I put my heart into it. <laughs> cool. Oh, no, you're right. Those are just yeah, those are fun jobs. You're just dick off jobs that you like work with with your buddies, so you can you know have a little money for fucking beer and weed or whatever. <laughs> right. That yeah, was fun. What what got you into tattooing? A wrong turn. A wrong turn? No, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, uh, I went to Atlantic City when I was 14 with my grandma. And um, I was, you know, 14. And you weren't supposed to. Back then, gambling was just legalized. So I wanted to go in the casino. So I shaved my head. So I looked like I was in the military. And I took my dad's dog tags, who was in the Air Force. And I got in the casino. And she gave me some money. And I played the slot machines. And I won 50 bucks. So I'm like, Grandma. And she's like, what are you going to do with your money? I'm like, I'm going to go get a tattoo. Of course, she's like, you little bastard, you're only 14, you can't get a tattoo. <laughs> so I said, what if I call my dad? And he says, yeah. And she's like, go ahead. So I called my dad, and of course, you know, my dad was like, fuck no, what are you, white trash? So I hung up the phone, then all polite, and I said, okay, love you, dad, thanks. Grandma, he said, yeah. You know, back then, there was no cell phone. <laughs> right, right, right. She drove me to the tattoo shop, and oh, the rest of history. I fucked up my life and been tattooed ever since. So what was your very first tattoo then? Oh, that's a good story too. As I walk in this tattoo shop, there's a 350-pound Hell's Angel with no, uh, like no shirt on, just a vest. So his fat rolls are hanging out. His hair is fucked, kind of like you, bro, but bigger. Thank you. <laughs> He's smoking a cigar, looks like a baseball bat, and he goes, "What the fuck are you doing here?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm here to get a tattoo." Now I'm 14. My grandma's staying in the car, by the way. So he goes. What are you, a fucking Marine? I was like, yeah, I'm a Marine. He goes, oh, well, then you want this tattoo, don't you? And I was like, yeah. He pointed to the Marine Corps symbol. I was only 14, so I said, yeah, that's what I want. He goes, uh, how much money you got? I was like, 50 bucks. He goes, that's what that cost today. He took me for a ride. You know, <laughs> took me for every time I had. I got it. Right, it, was, it was before, you know, they wore gloves doing tattoos, so he's smoking a cigar with no gloves on, tattooing me, and his ashes are falling on my arm and burning the <laughs> shit out of me. I'm trying to look up and fuck. It was bad. That's awesome. But that, that's my tattoo story. One of many. Oh, yeah. Oh, this, yeah. Jerry has uh, a whole arm full of tats and 
You got a star under your eyes. An anchor on the side of his face. Yeah, the star in my eyes, uh, that puts me in like an elite family of tattoo artists. The guy who taught me how to tattoo, his name is Gil Monty. He's a movie star. He's been in uh, Blood In, Blood Out, uh, Terminator 2. I mean, he's been in a lot, of, probably 50 fucking movies. You know what I mean? He's oh, for real. But he also tattoos. That's his main income. And so when I, I beat up some guy in the shop one day when I was working for him, and he's like, hey, you, uh, you earned your star. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you're in my family now. So I got the star. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to beat the layer? Well, just to prove your loyalty to the family. I mean, he taught me how to tattoo, but once I cracked the skull and spilt blood, I was one of the guys, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's star. Some fight club so shit. I can go anywhere in the country. I don't have to show a portfolio. I just tell them I work for Gil. They see that star, and I get it. I get a job automatically. Damn. Yeah, he's got that much clout in the world. So he's world. Is he world renowned? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, he's one of the uh, most famous tattoo artists. Just Google him, and you'll be tripping out what he's been in. Is he more famous than Cat? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. That was the only one I could remember the name of. Whatever the fuck, whether that broad's name. What's Cat Lundy. Yeah. yeah. Fuck her. She's a tramp. Oh. It's true. Hey, it's true. Because I got tattooed by her husband fucking 15 years ago when she was married to fucking the guy from Ink Master now. Yeah, right. Oliver Peck, the dude with the funny mustache. Oh, yeah. yeah. That oh. was her husband. He's like, yeah, that fucking horse nasty. He did this fucking horseshoe on me. Sure enough, she, you watch the show, that bitch is a tramp. She's fucking everybody. Oh, nice. Yeah, so she probably just got worse. You know what I mean? Probably was like that back then. Cat's a tramp. Aww. <laughs> I, I've never... I've seen a couple of the shows, but, like, I don't know. What do you think of those shows? you think they're bullshit? Yeah, I think every one of them sucks. I don't like them at all. That fucking... They ruin our industry. That's why we got retards tattooing out of the house. They want to be just like the TV show. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to do this. Nobody wants to pay their dues. What? Did, no. Did you have like a natural inclination of to draw? Yeah. So like, what? I was more graffiti art though. Like I would spray paint fucking buildings and shit. And always had the Marine Corps symbol on shit. What would you the Marines? I wanted to kill people and not go to jail. Oh Jesus. Well, why else? That's would a good reason. It? You wouldn't go join the Marines to fucking get a college education because you're fucking, they train you to kill. Right. It ain't like you go there to be a nice guy. <laughs> to be a Hey guys, do you want to, you know, share some oil? I mean, if you're going to be a nice guy, go to the Army or the Navy or something, you know what I mean? Are you saying, are you saying the, the Navy and the Army are... Uh, Pussies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> At least he said it, not you. Where you live in a Navy city. <laughs> right. Well, hey, you know, and, and, and the truth is, the Marines and Navy hate each other. But if we go to the bar and when they're in there and like we fuck with them, but if somebody else is fuck with them, we'll be the first ones right. to fuck them guys up. Right. You know, even though we hate each other, we still love each other. That's funny. It's funny, like how the cops have a fucking thing against firefighters, but oh, it's the same. It's the same shit. Yep. <laughs> so. Did you think when you were younger, before like the Marines and stuff, with your drawing, that you were going to be an artist? Like, oh, what? absolutely not. No, I didn't want nothing to do with tattoos. That first one kind of fucking killed me. Seriously, I fuck. I it was supposed to be colored in. It's not colored. It's an outline. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll be back. I never touched it up. It still looks the same as it did. It was so small. But back then, you know, I was the only kid in high school that had a tattoo. You know, right. so it's kind of cool. But yeah, I didn't think nothing about it. Even when I was like, when I got in the Marine Corps, I went and got my other tattoos. And uh, they would give me a beer, and then I would hang out there without getting tattooed. And the guy's like, 
Jesus fucking Christ, kid, if you're going to be here so much, grab a mop and help out. Yeah. So I was mopping, sweeping, making needles. He was giving me an apprenticeship, and I didn't even know it. Oh, So he was teaching me without me realizing, but he was also giving me a tab. So I got free tattoos, but I had to pay him on payday. Oh, I So, yeah, it just fucking, you know, evolved into what it is today. And that was a dude named Zeke Owen, who's one of the most famous tattoo artists in the world, too. But back then, he was just a tattoo guy. I didn't know, know he was famous like that. You guys ever heard of Sailor Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, he worked with Sailor Jerry back in the 60s. Okay. I didn't know that till recently, but huh. yeah, that was the history. Sailor Jerry, the last time I drank Sailor Jerry, I fucking, <laughs> I drank most, okay, it was a Thanksgiving, I drank a whole bottle of Robitussin, <laughs> and then went to Thanksgiving with a fifth of Sailor Jerry. Big drank, mistake. Yeah. Drank, I'm sure most of it to myself in like less than an hour. Ended up throwing a, a drink in one of my really good friend's face on the on the porch where I live now. But at the time I didn't live there. He hip tossed my ass off the porch, and I fucking landed on my shoulder and broke my clavicle, oh. and it knocked me unconscious for about six hours. Well, at least you didn't feel it for a while. Yeah, no, like, and I remember I came back to the house and I just in a flash of memories, you know how the blackout shit goes. Oh, yeah, the uh, worst. <laughs> I came back to the house and there was no food and I was like yelling at people because they didn't save me food <laughs> after I fucking just woke up from a blackout. Oh, my God. Well, at least you didn't wake up in jail. I've had that happen a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Well, you don't know where you are and you're like, what the, what the fuck? Am I in jail? What did I do? You know? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Is this murder charge? Well, those are the worst, though, when you just, like, don't know what happened and you're in some kind of trouble. Yeah, and you're asking, what did I do? And they're like, shut up, dude. No, seriously, right. what did I do? Right, right. The next day, you're just like, fuck, dude, this hot embarrassment of fucking, you know you did something horrible, but you just are like, fuck, this is <laughs> and then you find out and it's like god damn it I grabbed her pussy god damn it right <laughs> tell your mom I'm sorry <laughs> I'll buy her some roses and everything's gonna be okay it was locker room talk that's all just tell her it was locker room <laughs> talk <laughs> it was locker room talk I just yeah, you probably get away with it now <laughs> yeah it's fucking I love how Trump has just allowed all the assholes of the world to be assholes. He's giving them free reign to just be assholes. Pretty much. <laughs> the king of the assholes, I think, is what Joe Rogan calls him, the king of the assholes. <laughs> um, I forgot what we're... Yeah, Sailor Jerry. So, you were... You sort of just fell into tattooing? Or? Yeah. That's... Nobody, if you set out to do tattoos, it ain't going to work, man. It, it's got to be a natural process where you're around it, you, you're getting a lot of tattoos. If, you, if you're if you a tattoo guy and you got three tattoos, I want to beat the fuck out of you. I hate <laughs> motherfuckers like that. I've earned every one of these. So when you come in and get tattooed, if you don't have one on that spot, I can tell you what every spot in the body feels like, even oh. your dick inside your mouth. I've been there. These other motherfuckers with the tight pants and nuts are screaming for help. Those are bitches. <laughs> they have like those a butter, they have a butterfly guys. on their shoulder. Yeah, those are not tattooed. Two guys used to lock the door and fuck you up. We were one step ahead of the law. We would be tattooing cops come. We'd run out the back with you guys. But we were, that's where it came from. It was a tough guy shit. So is it so tattooing was illegal? Nah, well, it's in certain states it's illegal. But it was 
The I, tattoo guys were not nice guys back in the day. They were the tough guys that were yeah. kicking you up, fucking your wife, ha- pimping your mom out there. You know what I mean? They yeah. were like that. They were bad guys. Right. And they, they were ass kickers. I mean, everybody had hammers in their area. I got hammers and all kinds of shit around here. We're going to fuck you up, you know? <laughs> I just, I got that mentality because that's how I was brought into it. That's right. the guys I've been around. Now, the guys nowadays, they're not like that. These guys are what you call little bitches, man. They'd rather fucking <laughs> cell phone you and call the cops and... You know, it ain't like it was, man. Everything went to hell, bro. And it's true. It really did. Nothing is the same. Back in the day, you fucked up, opened a shop, you didn't ask permission. You had like 13 fucking bikes pull up out front, and they came in, beat you up, and took your shit. Jeez. Broke your wrist so you couldn't tattoo. That's how it was in this town. Really? Yeah. What What was the gang that was... Oh, I won't say that, but oh. they did it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Biker gangs and shit, shit rolling in and fucking shit up. Well, back then every uh, shop was was run by somebody in a in a, a, a different club. So when you cross that line, I mean that's like spitting on our moms. Something's right. gonna happen, you know. You don't open a shop without asking permission. Mm. And if you wasn't connected to a club, you open a shop, you got dealt with. Right. So how was like was. how was the like process of hey, I'm a tattoo artist and I want to open up my own shop. How, it was a was hard process. process. First, what you what you had to do back then is is be reputable, do good work, and go to the other tattoo shops and hang out with those guys and become their friends, and then open up somewhere else. So that way, that shop is your ally now. That was hard to do. They were miles apart from each other. There was not no good friends in this business back in the day. Shit, this one I opened the shop up thirty years ago. Man, I had trouble in here. From a couple guys, a dude named Bob Gary who owns Toledo Tattoo was trying to be a badass. He got dealt with because I was connected. <laughs> yeah, where's Bob now? He's, he's selling cars somewhere in Idaho. He's not tattooing too. Oh, I mean. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, I'm gonna need you to roll it back this way. Here we go. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, it was real tough. Russ remembers that guy, don't you, Russ? Yeah. You know what's funny? After we got in this little fight, I opened a shop, and he. We go to this class. It was mandatory to take these health classes. He walks up looking gay as fuck with a brown leather coat on. Who wears that shit? It was too tight. And he had a button. So, like, the button was going to bust out like, knock my teeth out. So, I'm, like, doing this shit. I didn't know who the fuck the guy was. You know, he walks up with his hand in his fucking shirt like Napoleon saying, and he's a little dude, too. He's like, I'm making it my business. He pokes me in the chest to put you out of business. He's doing this shit to me. I'm looking at him like, seriously. I want to fuck this guy up, but I'm inside like where all professionals are. So I'm like, that's cool. I go, who the fuck is that guy, man? That dude's weird. Oh, that's Tattoo Bob. I'm like, oh, he's getting fucking dealt with. Tattoo Bob. So what, Tattoo Bob wasn't connected? He was, but to a a club that wasn't as good as my club, so to say. (laughs) But we we eventually became friends. Oh. If that's not funny, you know, fucking shit. We became good friends, actually. Well, it's so weird how, like... I mean, I've been in that situation when I was a kid, like a young, young kid, where, like, there's these assholes fucking with me, and I fuck them up. Right. And, and then, then you become friends. Yeah, and then we're buddies. It's the same, similar situation. Is it, like, what the fuck is that? What is that, some kind of, like, tribal shit? Like, I think that's boy stuff. You think that's boy stuff? Boys do that. Yeah, but, like, what about dudes fucking need to, like, whip their dick out? For who has a bigger dick. My dick figure. I got a story about whooping your dick out. Okay. Let's hear about <laughs> I remember telling you how uh, when I got the tattoo, I was 14, right? Yeah. I come home, my dad sees it, he whoops my ass and grounds me. He tells me, 
you stupid son of a bitch, if you ever kill somebody, you're going to get caught. And I'm like, whatever, Dad. What are you, raising a murderer? You know what I mean? I, I, mean, I got a tattoo, so what? So, like, a couple months later, I get off ground it. My girlfriend and me are on the porch, little girl, and then this dude that lived two houses down was fucking with her. Like, that's going to be my bitch. I'm taking her from you. I'm like, fuck you, suck my dick. I whip my dick out and tell him to suck it. But I don't have a shirt on because it's hot as hell. And the neighbor lady sees my tattoo, calls the cops. Before I got home, the cops were at my house, man. And my dad's like, look, like, I fucking told you. <laughs> I, didn't I, just, I didn't mean to throw it in, but I've been saying, yeah, it worked. I got caught. He was right. <laughs> um, so back to, the, like, the gang of tattoos when you were younger. Did each, like, like the gang of tattoo artists, like, have their own style? Is that what made them no, different? No, no. It was, like, was different it? bike clubs. Had a guy that did tattoos, right. and they opened up a shop. And those shops were run by the club. So it wasn't any specific, like, style? Like, no, traditional no, no. It was just stick and pick. You pick something, they stick it. Nobody was really even good at tattooing back at that time. <laughs> so what did you start out as doing? Did you have uh, any of your mostly own style? Skull, mostly, like, traditional. Traditional? Yeah, like, old military-style tattoos, because that's how Zeke Owen had his shop. And that's where I hung out at was his place. I kind of like went up to his style. Now I do a lot of skulls. Lots of skulls. You think that's like your main... Yeah, that's what I'm known for. For your skulls? Yep. All around the world, you see a skull with a little tooth in it, and it's got a skull inside the tooth. So you can tell I did it. <laughs> Is that your signature? Yeah. A skull inside the tooth? Yep. Watch your arm. <laughs> no, it's gotta, gotta be one. That, it's gotta be one that I draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wouldn't. Be, it'd be like a custom skull, but I always right. put a tooth in it. Well, I always try to. Sometimes I don't. If they're too small, I don't want to make them look stupid. But... <laughs> Done this fucking this. <laughs> I love how you're just like, dude. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Well, yeah, so that's how you tell somebody that's been tattooing a long time. Right. We're not, I'm not going to just take your money and give you a fucked up tattoo. I'll tell you, it ain't going to work. Right. Where other people will be like, oh, yeah, we can make that work. And you walk around looking like fucking Retard Louie did your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Retard Louie. Thank you, Retard Louie. <laughs> fucking like Norm Storm over here. <laughs> God damn. So you, you're from Toledo? Yeah, yeah. You're from the east side? No, no, hell no. Fuck no. <laughs> no one's really from the east side here. Oh, no, there's fucking Yeah, you're from here. over there, and there's a problem, dude. You definitely rode the short bus with the one seat in it. Dude, and, like, every time I drive on that strip going from the east side, from Navarre to the east side, on um, passing the, the refinery, oh. there's always that plasticky petroleum smell. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's something about the east side where... I, I yeah, they give like, you cancer. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that fucking... That shit does something to you. I mean, other than give you cancer. Like, Have you seen the hookers over there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> They'll give you something, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen a hooker on the east side. Hookers used to look good back in the 80s. They dressed kind of hot. They wore the teddies of fucking high thongs. And they, they were clean, even though the pussy wasn't. But you know what I mean? Right, right. You see them now, they got nut-stained dirt... Sweatpants, and I mean, they're a Bugs Bunny long ass t shirt. Flannels with the sleeves cut off. Ross, you get that because they don't want to get it's got to slide it to the side. They don't want nobody to know they're hookers. Oh, they know (laughs) 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 hookers are truck drivers. Oh, god, jury's tattooing right now. Does it hurt, brother? 
Jared Bear is giving a really I great mean, tattoo it right now. Like, okay, yeah. like a needle going in and out. That's the first one. A thousand times a second. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably. Mine finally stopped uh, burning. It's not that bad. I want to rewipe. I got wet on me. So bloody. What time is it? Seven thirty. I'll be down by eight thirty. I thought Amon doesn't work tomorrow, so... Yeah, tell him. How, uh, how many tattoo well, shops have you been is in? Is it the purple one? Yeah, I want it. Tell him I want it. As long as it drives like he says, I want it. I've been on a lot of tattoo shops, dude. A lot. Take a, take a guess. I mean, I, I don't even know, honestly. I've been in, I worked for the best in the world, though. Tattoo Mania for Gil. More, more than 20? Yeah. 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 Easily? Easily. Fuck, I don't, I've owned fucking, like, nine of them. But yeah, I've been in at least 20 shops, if not more. I think that was Jerry's car shopping. So if anyone's listening, Jerry Bear needs a car. <laughs> Jerry Bear needs a ride. Hey, baby. you know how you know you're a fucking bad guy? When you got a girl that texts you in the middle of the night and says, Oh, I found this car. You can put like seven bodies in the trunk. Why would you say that? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find a car. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a mob hit man Come on Anymore Yeah Allegedly Or any less But I do got some mob friends it Just happens I suppose Do you think that Because of the culture And the history of it That That If you're seriously Into Being a tattoo artist That You know CD characters are going to follow, or do you think that we're at a time now where you can kind of navigate around that? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, you mean I'm like, saying, like, are tattoo guys like the same as they were? Well, like, I know you were just saying how, like, have more pussies and, like, they, you know, they suck and stuff, but I'm just saying, like, no, no, the artists these days, they're way better artists, but they're not men. They're fucking they're girls. They're going to call the cops, they want to sue you. It's not the same. I see what you're saying. You open up a shop next door, do you think they bust your windows out and set your car on fire? No. <laughs> you take food out of my family's mouth, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to kick your kid in the mouth. I'm going to fucking rape your goldfish. I don't give a fuck. Rape <laughs> your goldfish. You're taking food out of somebody's mouth. So when you open up a shop like that and you ain't got no respect, you deserve what comes to you. But nobody does that no more. So We're the last of a dying breed, and you can ask. These guys in Toledo know. I'll fuck you up, man. So what, how far away do you have to be to open up a shop without you fucking them up? Well, I wouldn't say I do it anymore because, like I said, <laughs> they cause the cops. But to be respectful, at least 25, 30 miles away would be fucking right. reasonable. Not Ideal. two blocks, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like when you go down. There was a guy that opened up down the street from us when we were on Lewis, me and Chris. And uh, he thought he was slick, man. He was connected to a bike club. You don't think I sent somebody in there and made that faggot pay me 150 bucks a week? I sure did. Damn. I didn't care what you're going to do. Have your club come at me. Yeah. You know what sucks, though? Just like we were talking about. I became friends with that guy, too, believe it or not. So I quit charging, <laughs> but I did. He Every now and then he comes in and he's like, yeah, you used to fucking like, strong arm me. I'm like, that's not strong arm. That's a fucking respect fee that you had to pay. Paying your respects, sir. Yeah, you didn't ask me to open that shop. You just thought I would be okay with it, and I wasn't. You don't take money away from me and my kids, man. Especially if I fall to get my spot, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I just think it's weird when you see like 
three, four shops all like right in a row, kind of next to yeah. each other. It's kind of strange. Like over there in Sylvania and uh, Seacore, you got yeah. Infinite Art, you got... Um, yeah, you know those retards are all related? Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey, and there's one more right next to that bar. Uh, they're related? Permanently Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, all related. Permanently, like, permanently like Monk Shop is Infinite Art, and then JJ Shop used to be Permanently Scarred. I don't know what it's called now, Perfectly Pierced or something like that. Perma- permanently some, Pierced, Permanently Scarred. Some, yeah. Well, J- that's Monk's uncle. They're related. Mm. And then the other guys that open up over right. on Douglas and... Monroe Street is mm-hmm. their fucking brothers of JJ's. They're oh, all fucking, wow. they're oh, retards. Wow. They're always like in blocks of each other. And they all have their own like artists in their shop. Huh? Yeah, which is cool. I mean, do your thing, but goddamn, man, spread the fuck out. Yeah, that's that's weird. Why would you Why would you want to have have it right on top of each other? Seems like it would be a conflict of fucking interest. Yep. Sounds of business. So you're the only one in your family that ended up tattooing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. My fucking... My family... They think they're, uh... Like, better than everybody else. They're not white trash like I was. I was definitely the scumbag of the family. <laughs> what 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 did, you like, your old man do? He was, uh... He was in the Air Force. And, uh... He was, uh... uh owned a bakery. Oh, good. Then he worked for Banner Mattress for a while. He was, like, general manager there. And then he, uh... He was a bus driver for one time because he had fallen hard times. And then he worked for Marathon Oil as a truck driver. That's where he retired from. Right. He had a lot of good-paying jobs. Real yeah. good jobs. He used to tell me, you're going to hate doing tattoos. This is exact words. You're going to hate it. you got to get into a different line of business. Dude, I tattooed naked bitches, and I go to five-stars hotels for conventions. Yeah. How could I hate this job? <laughs> when he came to borrow money from me, that's when I knew, ha-ha, motherfucker, who hates what job? Right. But he's right, though. I have to tattoo dick, so that sucks. But, you know, everything else is gravy. <laughs> How often do you have to tattoo dicks? Well, whenever they want to get it done. Whenever they have the money. Yeah, How, but, how often I mean, would you say you have to tattoo a dick? In a year. In a year span. Probably twice a year. Right, that's not bad. Not bad I mean, now. That's... It used to be worse. What, everybody wanted to get their dick tattooed? You know, people would come in and they're like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm going to charge you more. I'm like, fuck it. I'll do it. I'm going to go home and have steak tonight with that money you pay me. Right. I don't give a fuck. It don't make me gay. I know who I am, you know. But if you want to tattoo that, if I wanted to get tattooed and somebody told me no, I'd be pissed. Right. You, you know, even if it's brown pride, white pride, I don't give a fuck. I'm a whore. Pay me. Man. My job is not a shrink to tell you you're going to fuck your life up. I'm going to tattoo you. You pay me, I do it. That's the way it should be. We're not <laughs> shrinks, you know so, what I mean? So, what, do you draw a line, though? Like, if someone has some, like... I tell people, if you're going to get, like, a swastika or something stupid, I'm like, dude, seriously think about that, bro, because you're going to fuck up. And, and I know from experience, I got swastikas on me. You know what I mean? When I was young, I thought I was cool. It didn't mean the same thing it does now. Back then, it just meant you was, like, in a biker world. It was totally different, because if you look at all the old movies, they had swastikas on their patches. It was just something, it was World War II against the government, that kind of shit. It wasn't what it means now. But I fucked up. I had to get my shit covered up and learn my lesson. You know, my kids are Mexican. How can I walk around with a swastika on me when I, you know what I mean? So I had to fucking man up. So I do try to tell people out of that shit. But I mean, if you really intend on getting it, I'll do it. Right. I personally don't give a fuck what you do with your life. And I'm not trying to tell somebody how to live their life. If I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Now, why wouldn't I feed my kid with the money you paid me right. instead of letting somebody else have a steak dinner? Like, and my no, kids I, don't, I don't want my kid to eat tonight. It's okay. Yeah. That's where these people don't realize, you know, just like. When the Nazis came to town years ago, I tattooed them. And I got, they thought I was a Nazi. They were dogging me. 
But like I said, I, I tattooed Bloods and Crips too, so now I'm a gang member too. Right. I'm a businessman. I was making money off these motherfuckers, and I was charging them double. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I made them do? They didn't have no uniforms on, and black ladies were coming in my shop, and they were holding the door for them and showing them respect inside that shop because I was tattooing them. So, I mean, they're bad, but they're not as bad as they try. everybody tries to make them out. They were not disrespecting anybody in that shop. They were actually real polite. Talking about like the new neo-Nazis when they came? The new ones, yeah. The old ones probably would have killed everybody. But <laughs> yeah. That didn't bother me. I fucking, I took that money and took my Mexican kids out to eat. You know <laughs> Went out for carne and other tacos. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't raised like a dumbass. I took the money. Now, if I had it to do over, I probably wouldn't have did it. I had a lot of slack, you know, from that. So, you're... Your dad and he discouraged you from doing tats. It's so interesting that, like, how much parents try to persuade their kids not to do, like, art. Oh, my mom something. hated it, too, but I gave her a tattoo, and uh, she was my biggest fan after that. She was, like, short. I gave it on her hip, and every time I was in a bar, that bitch would drop her pants, and I'm like, Mom, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tattooed your mom's ass. It's on her hip, motherfucker. But, yeah, I did, you know. <laughs> my mom used to be a hottie. We would go out drinking together, and uh, there was a bar made at this one bar, and I'm, like, trying to fuck this bitch the whole night, man. I'm, like, spitting game at her, and she's, like, laughing, but no, I'm not getting no play. I'm, like, what the fuck? At the end of the night, she hooks up with another dude, and we're leaving the bar, and she goes, you and your old lady have a good night tonight. I'm, like, that's my mom. She's, like, really? I'm, like, oh, come on, bitch. Really? You thought that was my old lady? You fucking retard? I was mad. Yeah, so my mom used to <laughs> cockblock me a lot. <laughs> Did, no, were your parents religious at all? Uh, maybe back in the day, not really like like what you would think. And how old are you, Jerry? Do you don't mind? Forty-eight. About to be forty-nine. Oh my God, you're old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember him, Papa's a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I think it was thirty cents. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I asked that is because you were saying like you were um, yeah. kind of. Cast it as the outcast or the black sheep. Oh, for sure it was. And I was just curious if maybe that was like religion based. No, no, no. It, it wasn't. was just. But it sounds like your family Nobody, was just blue collar workers. Yeah, yeah. They they just didn't yeah. like tattoos. Nobody got tattoos back then. That was what people on the other side of the tracks got done. Right, right. It's the stigma that it carried just sort of. Yeah. Now everybody and their mom has a tattoo. Which I got Velveeta on my arm, so. Whatever. Well, yeah, it's definitely way better now to get tattoos than it was. Well, I remember there was a time where, like, my mom would be like, don't ever get tattoos because you won't be able to get a job, and she thought you'd go to hell, but... Well, she still thinks that part. Still thinks, yeah. <laughs> She's probably right. Probably, maybe, I guess, but that's a whole other conversation. I mean... <laughs> I mean, with God, if you were, like, a good Christian who fucking, like, helped the poor and, and you know, like... Bragged about it afterwards. No, but if you, like, helped the poor, <laughs> you were good to everybody, didn't steal, like, you, you gave the charity, you helped the old fucking bag across the street, and when you can't, you know, like, you didn't, you didn't touch kids or anything like that, you're a good person your whole life, you think when you die, because you had tattoos on this flesh bag, this meat wagon, that once you got to heaven, that guy would be like, go fuck yourself. You, you got tattoos on your meat wagon. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, that, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Doesn't that, that just seems like... Yeah, it's stupid. It sounds dumb. Right. I agree. That's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> it's not. It, it just... I don't know. I mean, like, do you know anything about the history of tattoos? Is that... Tattooing's the oldest religion. Or oldest profession, I should say, because when they found that old uh, mummy that's like 6,000 years old or however old she was, she had a tattoo on her. Mm, that's awesome. And they say prostituting is the oldest religion. I think it's the second oldest. I think that hooker had a, a tattoo on her. Yeah. What does that tell you? <laughs> what? I mean, I know that, um, I mean, there's a lot. Do you know how to do the the one where you're like hitting somebody with a stick no. and a needle? Don't fuck with that. What the hell are you talking no. about? It's, a, it's, a it's old called tattoo method. Sakao? Yeah, it's called Sakao. It's like a Polynesian style tattoo. No, I don't want to do that. Fuck no one. I wouldn't want to do that. I watched that shit get done. They're fucking retarded, dude. They do something like that. would hurt worse than they take a, a tattoo. tattoo that they, they do it, make it look good. Some this size would take them like six hours. I'm going to have this done in less than an hour. Right. You know what I mean? That Fuck that. I'm not going to sit there for six hours. I'm not, if I had no choice... Back in the day when we were spirit chucking and cracking skulls with rock axes and shit, <laughs> maybe I would sit there and have them done, but if you got a machine like this, you're crazy as fuck. Right. Ain't no way I would let somebody do that on me. That hurt? That one was right. Because we're getting by the dick. We're getting by the dick. Damn it. Ham. <laughs> Thank God that... The dick didn't make it into the final cut. Yeah. I'm kind of depressed. I wish it would have, because that would have been so much funnier. <laughs> it would have been funnier, huh? I mean, it couldn't have been worse than Velveeta. Or would that be worse than Velveeta? <laughs> it would be worse than Velveeta. Yeah. <laughs> you get free beer, though. My mom called right before I was getting mine done, and she says, What are you doing? Did you work today? I said, No. She's like, Oh, so are you at home? You're reading a book? I'm like, Something like no. that. No. <laughs> I said, I'm at the tattoo shop. I'm about to get a tattoo. Oh, well, okay. I guess I'll see you later then. She's like, I don't know why you guys keep doing that. You must have some deep-seated pain that you need to torture yourself that way about. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I can't drink alcohol no more, so. Right. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm going to take my fucking. My... Take all my alcohol money and buy tattoos with it. That's right. <laughs> I'm, you know, honestly, this I feel like this is just my like. This is like, I don't want to do anything in my life that requires me to not be able to express myself in any way I want. Right. And like, this is sort of my solidifying that. Cause Fuck yeah, you get a dick on you, it makes everybody know what's up. Right. Fucking, you should get a big ass dick on your arm. They know. Around your face, around your cheek, pointed towards your mouth. Dick face. <laughs> That's been done. That's awful. <laughs> That's been done. Hey, you remember the free tattoo at the other shop, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was it? Asshole? It was a dick. A, it was a dick with a piercing and veiny. Big, bulging. Big, bulging, veiny. So it was a dick that was working out and had muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker worked out. Well, I remember you telling me last time, um, but just... Because we're recording now, what what's the weirdest tattoos? Where's well, first we'll start with where's the weirdest tattoo you've had a tattoo, and then what what was the weird like the actual the weirdest image. tattoo or spot I ever tattooed was inside a woman's pussy. Uh, pussy smells like roses. 
Obviously, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled like potpourri and semen is what it smelled like. Yeah. Oh. Uh, potpourri and semen. So she douched right before she came in or something? Uh, like summer's she, Eve. And she had sex in that <laughs> she, had like, like, <laughs> she had like long winter nights what she used. She didn't use summer's oh. Eve. Oh. Oh. Long winter oh. night on summer's Eve. <laughs> God damn. That's uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it was. And then, so <laughs> what was like the strangest image you've had to put on someone? See, I, I've done so much, man. It's hard to really tell you what a strange. I mean, I've done a tampon on a guy. Oh I my did, god. Uh, rug burn on a guy's ass. I mean, I've Are done you dicks, serious? Put, I've a done, rug burn on a guy's ass? I wish I was lying to you. I oh can't, my god. I cannot, I cannot make this shit up. What about the gerbil? That's on the same guy. Guy got a dribble oh. coming out of his ass. Oh, good. Like Richard Gere. Uh, so he's got the tampon. He got the maxi pad. He's getting, uh, I talk shit. So, like, you know, we're, somebody said get her done one day. And I'm like, well, if you was a fag, you'd say get her glitter done. Dude's glitter. like, he's getting that tattooed on him. <laughs> glitter done. And then I'm growing up, like, he, the same gay guy. I said something. He was preaching one day. And I'm like, you're, you're acting like Martin Luther Queen. Boom. He's getting Martin, like, Martin Luther King. Yeah, Queen. Oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> What a perfect day to say that, right? Oh, my God. Uh, so, Jerry, speaking of weird tattoos, what's on your ass cheek? I heard you got a tattoo on your ass. Yeah, I have a, I have a Jew on my ass. <laughs> you have Jerry Springer? Yeah. Like the logo or his no, face? No, I got his face. What? <laughs> <laughs> nice face, Mike. It was like, I worked for him for about nine years. I, I, I went on Doing the show. Doing what? I was like a fake guest. Oh, so they are fake. Nope, not all of them. Oh, some you know how they have three shows usually every day, and uh, two of them suck, and one's like, oh, you can't. You, the ones yeah. that make you go, what the fuck? Yeah. Are the fake ones, and the boring ones are real. Okay. So, what what were some of the parts you played? I mean, I can definitely see like neo Nazi. Nope, not like even. I was always like a just a scumbag tattoo guy cheating on his girlfriend. <laughs> You were always a tattoo artist? Always. Well, or, like, one time they put me down. I went on there, tried to be undercover. They called me nasty. Nasty. Yeah, big nasty. But that, then it was Tattoo Jerry after that. So, yeah, everybody knew me. I got typecasted, so I was kind of fucked. I couldn't really go on anymore. So I started working behind the scenes. Like, I was an assistant executive producer, so I set shows up for them. So all my customers were famous in Toledo back then. I'd have them all on TV. Um, and this was, he was filming uh, Chicago at the Back time, then, right? yeah. Well, you remember when they stopped the shows for a while because of the violence? Yeah, yeah, totally. That was because of my show. The last one I did, I broke this guy's legs and gave him two compound fractures. Jesus. He sued the show, and that's when the Senate went nuts and they had all those hearings. Yeah. Yeah, it was because of me. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's proud. Like he's laughing like he's proud of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Broke but it didn't stop him. Then moved to Connecticut and it's still going on. But yeah, <laughs> I fucked that guy up, man. And he was my buddy, you know. But, it was all fake. But you know it what? It was all fake. But was, the, the problem <laughs> is that it was like. There was a difference though, like then fucking the fucking what's his name Steve. Steve Wilkos. Yeah, he fucking started stomping the fight because they used to let it go a little, right? Yeah. Like, they used to let him. Let well, if you watch my show, if you can find it on YouTube, fucking uh, you can see Steve gets his ass lumped up. I lumped him up pretty good. It's on there. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All you see is a big gang pile. And then you see another gang pile, and then you see Steve off stage, fucking catching his breath, and the guy that I was fighting is gone too. His bones were sticking out, dude. I was like, "Oh my god, I did not mean to do that." That. Uh... I told him when we started fighting. I said, "It's fake." 
don't punch me in the mouth, dude. You know, and he's like, oh, okay, bro, no problem. He punched me in the mouth, and I just fucked him up, man. It was worth <laughs> it, though. He got, a, you know, 180 grand out of that. But just he, out of that one? Yeah, he sued the show. He tried to get me to sue him. I'm like, are you stupid? You don't ever fucking bite the hand that feeds you. So, I, right. you know, I only got 10 grand. Was that just because <laughs> you didn't sue? No, it's, that's what I was getting anyway. Oh, you were just getting money. Yeah, they paid me in cash. What? Oh, yeah. What the fuck kind of fucked up place is that? They gave me 10 grand and 20s and a little piggly wiggly fucking like uh, paper sack. So I wouldn't fly. So I took a limo there and a limo back sometimes. This show, they gave me a train ticket. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They couldn't give me a limo. So I took the train. And while I'm at the train station with this $10,000 in cash, which ten thousand ain't a lot, but in, in little twenties, it's a pretty good amount. Yeah, the, the, just these guys all look at me. They start running to me like, "There's that motherfucker!" And I'm like, "Oh man, they're about to rob me, dude." And they're like, "Yeah, we were at your show. It was great." I'm like, "Oh, uh. all right." <laughs> you know, I just got to relax a little bit. I'm like, you thought you guys trying to take my money, man? You're putting the bag behind your back a little oh, slowly. I was. I don't know if you ever been to Chicago train station. It's uh, creepy, dude. I have. Yeah, you I've know. Been, yeah. I know. I've been in the. I've been in. I've been in Chicago, fucking on the L, and like in the most. Fucked up from state of It's mind a great too. fucking town, man. But I love it. Oh, Laura Wacker drives the shit. You ever watch uh, Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah. yeah. Remember that when that uh, crazy guy in the ca- uh, tow trucks going on him? Little that's Laura Wacker Drive. Okay. You take that from the Springer Show to get to the uh, train station. Oh, so I made the guy stop, stop, stop. There's that fucking place from the movie. He's like, "What are you talking about?" You know, I was like, yeah. fucking Adventures in Babysitting. He's like, "Oh man, he must get it a lot." Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. What what uh? So you were just a recurring character. Yeah, yeah. And then so what were some of the premises that you've had to like? Uh, usually just cheating on my girl or trying to stop and going back on there. I mean, I never fucking did anything like, oh, this guy's like doing this and that. It was nothing like that. How do you want me to uh? Call She's him secretly him? gay. Like the- you want me to do the headphones black? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Let me get all the black work done. Cool. He's, he was really a drag queen on half the shows. <laughs> Dude, that motherfucker back in the day, Springer, was a fucking pimp, bro. Dude, he... Was he slaying the puss or what? My God, bro. Yes. And not just... With puss. his lisp. All them fuck... Yeah. But he, <laughs> he'd get it, bro. Right. He does, uh, like, uh, hot-ass playboy hooker fucking centerfold fucking porn stars would be on it. And I'd be drinking with this motherfucker playing pool and just, like... Really, dude? You're pulling pussy like that? <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Dude. Pulling pussy like that, dude. Jay Springer. That's interesting. Um, you know, it's so weird. I don't know why, but I always pictured him as like just a almost conservative kind of guy because that's kind of what he plays, right? He well, plays. you know, he, he probably is for the most part, but I'm telling you, I've seen a side of him that you would not believe. It's like when they interview him on TV from his office, well, when he was in Chicago, mm-hmm. you see this picture and they blur that picture out, guess whose ass that is, motherfucker? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he was, we were pretty tight for a while. I mean, Steve, too. I was tight with him for a minute, too. When Steve got his own show, did he move to Hollywood? Or no, he went to Connecticut, but he was in uh, Chicago first and they moved, decided to move. What, what's it, what about Connecticut? Is, it's just different laws there? Well, when they were doing the Springer show, they said, they asked Gary, are the shows real or fake? And he said, to my knowledge, they're real. Well, when he said that, everybody that ever fought on TV had a warrant for assault because oh, there's sh- no violence in Illinois. Oh, I see. So we all got fired. And so my producer went to uh, New York, called me up, asked me if I wanted to do another show. 
And I was like, yeah, I ended up on Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got on Howard Stern show, too. You got on Howard Stern? Yeah, I worked for him for a minute, too. You uh, heard of Artie Lang? Yeah, of course. I beat the fuck out of him and knocked him out one night. Why? Because <laughs> he was a junkie back when we were all working there, and he come in. You know, we got to be there at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. We go on the air at 6.00. Well, it's about 5, 5.30 before we went on the air, and he's fucking sitting next to me like, oh, what's up with little Joey talking shit? You know, and I'm like, dude, quit breathing. Chair bear. Oh, he didn't say that. I would probably have <laughs> fucked him up quicker than that. But he kept talking shit. And I was like, dude, I said, seriously, come on, man, quit. You're fucking stinking. He goes, oh, you don't like my breath? And he's, you know, he stunk, dude. He was yeah. a junkie back then. So I, I told him a few more times, and finally I just stood up and two-pieced his ass. <laughs> two-pieced yeah. his That was the end of my career with Howard Stern. They fired me on the spot. Oh, shit. So what did you do on Howard? I was this uh, guy at the table talking shit. No, oh, just one of his just fucking... Like retards, yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know, I was going to get his face tattooed on my ass, too, and I never did. What That's a, been in magazines. I had an article about that, and I, I never did it, though. What did the you, most important thing I did was throw baloney on Pamela Anderson's ass. Okay, nice. yeah. That, that's the most important. That's I hate like, my job. Dad, I got here because I'm a tattoo guy. Yeah, you're going to hate your job. <laughs> I do baloney on Pamela Anderson's ass. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That'd be a fun story to tell. Pamela Anderson, now, did she die or is she still alive? No, she's still alive. She's still alive. Which one's the one who died? There was one blonde. Oh, fucking Anna Nicole. There you go. Okay. Mm. So, what, how'd you, what, how, how the fuck do you end up on Howard Stern? Well, uh, I was in New York doing the up, Judge Joe Brown, or, uh, and I was doing, at that time I was doing Dr. Joey Brown, which is the same thing, but. Right. Um. Somehow, fucking my producer found out about it, and Howard Stern found out that I was a guy that got Jerry's face in my ass and wanted to interview me about the Springer Show, because why didn't I snitch like everybody else did? Because I'm not a snitch, you know what I mean? (coughs) That's how it came around. They got me on there, interviewed me, and the next thing he's like, you're a fun guy, you had a, maybe come back tomorrow. Fuck it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And the rest was history, that's what I did. So, how long were you out in New York for? What, in New York? Yeah, because... Only about 90 days. Not long at all. Oh, okay. So you were you were just sort of uh, hanging out there until you got fired from Howard? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It only took 90 days. No, it didn't even take that long. How to get fired from Howard Cernan in 60 days. You just got to knock a junkie out, I guess. <laughs> you just got to knock a junkie out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. While I was there, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Chuck Zito. He's a bad motherfucker. He's a hell's angel. I know a lot of hell's angels, but okay. <laughs> he's bad. He's telling me a story how John Claude Van Damme was there talking shit in a restaurant one night. <laughs> how he's the baddest motherfucker in the world and that nobody can knock him out. You know, I think Steven Seagal would fuck him up. And this, <laughs> and this is what Chuck Zito said to him. And he said, fuck you and fuck Seagal and, and saw him. So he just stood up and he laid Van Damme out and knocked him out where he fell into a bowl of soup and almost drowned it, dude. Jesus. Good. Yeah, oh. it's a true story, man. Poor Van Damme. He fucked him up. Aw, Van Damme used to be cute. Isn't that Mom Gra- like one of Mom Grimes' favorite? And Steven oh, yeah. Seagal. And Steven, Steven Seagal's her dude, though. Yeah, yeah, she loves fat Steven Seagal. Dude, I'm telling you right Seagal. now, that dude would fuck fucking Van Damme up. She loves Stallone, too, though. Man. Why yeah. Why would you say that? You okay, know. I'll tell you why. Here's <laughs> a story for you. Well, no, I, I don't know a person. I'm just saying, I'll tell you why based on what I do know. Fucking Seagal's a real deal. 
Van Damme's an actor and he does martial arts. Ooh, big deal. Seagal, fuck you up. He trains police officers how to get out of fucking shit with martial arts. He's the real deal, dude. Right, he's a cop. Is he a cop? Yes, he's a chief of police. Jesus. More than a cop. That's what I'm saying. You you think he's just a fake karate guy? Fuck no. I have no idea. They both... They both obviously... They're both good. ...have some kind of talent. Now tell me this. You don't think if it was like right now and both of them were in their prime like in the 80s doing their gay-ass fucking movies they did? They were pretty gay. You don't think they would go and fucking do pay-per-view fight each other? Oh. Fuck it. Let me prop, let me get in one of their air and it would be on, dude. If I was on the Howard Stern show, I'd be like, you're a pussy if you don't fight her. I would instigate that. <laughs> <laughs> to the fullest. Fuck yeah. I'd be like, come fight me. I'll fuck you up too. I'd make him beat me up. I don't give a fuck. Was uh, Howard paying you or was that yeah. just... That's cool. So, so you think I'm a rich motherfucker and just go to New York and fucking <laughs> fucking hang out? Come no, on, no, but he goes straight just, to the elevator. <laughs> no security. Know. Yeah, the homeless guys show me how to get underneath the bridges and <laughs> shit in the harbors. <laughs> so was Judge Joe Brown from like someone trying to see you from the Springer show? What's or that? Was getting on Judge Joe Brown was that from someone trying no, to see what, you? No, what from? happened is uh, my producer. Obviously, we all got fired, so he went to New York. This is before Springer pulled out. He was still doing shows mm. in Cle- or, uh, Chicago. So we go to uh, New York, and my producer set this shit up for me to get on these shows. He mm. was doing it. It's funny. The guy was gay, too. <laughs> so are some, are some like of those judge shows fake then, too? Well, that one was fake. He the Some of the shows were real. The one I did for Judge Joe Brown is I went on there, and my wife was suing me for unfinished tattoos, which is fine. <laughs> What I didn't know is Judge Joe Brown knew who I was. I didn't know he was watching, kept up with my, his guests, I guess. So we get on there, and I'm like, no, they're suing me, and they're making me try. I'm telling them I own a tattoo shop. I'm always too busy. I can't get to her. And she's trying to sue me, you know, make me pay. We're going to get divorced. I'm like, look, if I didn't love her, would I have her name on my dick? And I whip my dick out. Freak the fuck out, dude. <laughs> There's no tolerance for nudity in New York. So I almost seriously went to jail over that. My producer's like, no. I'm like, why? Well, I always improvise on Springer. <laughs> so they grab me, and then they bring me back, and then they're like, uh, now you, he goes, uh, big deal that you whipped that out. I, and, well, if I didn't love her, I had her name on me. He goes, it's only a four-letter name, so it's not a big deal. I was like, fuck you. Know? <laughs> it's funny. Like, not okay, a big deal. Me. So then, uh, you know, he's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, look, if she doesn't quit bothering me, I'm going to leave her and find me a fat girl and start over with fresh skin. <laughs> Dude, fucking guy. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to be, you know, funny. Well, what I didn't know is I'm trying to be a character, which I was. That show was good ratings. The number one show ever was one with my ass on Springer Show. I got the, <laughs> this, this last year was number one for the history of the show. But what I didn't realize is they don't fuck around in New York, dude. Right. It's a different world there, yeah. boy. Them motherfuckers, they rushed up on me. The bailiff was going to arrest me because I whipped my dick out on TV. Not because they could block that out, but because of the audience members there, there's obscenity laws. And I'm like, dude, I, I, you know, my producer's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then, and, you know, and then the, the judge was even like, this, this ain't uh, Chicago, Michigan, but it's New York. And I was like, oh, wow. yeah, it fucking scared me. <laughs> For a minute, I thought I was Whoa. fucked. I'm like, how a, are you supposed to know that? You don't live in New York, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I should have known, you know what I mean? <laughs> Damn it, Jerry. I know. Well, I should have ran it by my producer. I figured I'd just pull a fast one and get another highly rated show which I did it's always better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission oh, I, I didn't realize about the fucking 
So they have to redo that episode then? No, no, they no. kept it in there. They just blurted out. They made me look like a total retard, but whatever. And at the end of the show, you know, they ask you what you think of the judge's shit. I'm like, I think he sucks. He shouldn't be a judge. I was dogging him, dude. Oh, my God. They played it. It was on TV. So did you lose that one? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I assuming. Get, yeah, I had to give her six hours a week tattoo time. Ooh, oh, six hours geez. a week? A week, yeah. Holy shit. But not for real. No, not for real. Yeah. But, still, but he thought it be. was for real. That's why all the shit hit the fan, because they thought it was for real. Who thought it was real? Judge Joe Brown. So does he not know when, like, episodes are fake or whatnot? Usually that's yeah, all producers doing that shit. Oh, wow. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> why did you get on TV? What do you mean? Why did How? you stop doing it? Oh, oh, why'd just, you get off TV? Well, with the New York shit, I got fired from the Stern Show, and I came back, and then I just tattooed, and I traveled around to conventions, and then I worked with Johnny D on the radio for about 10 years. Oh, okay. So I was doing radio hair and tattooing. So he yeah. was too ugly for TV. I did get on TV. I did. You ever heard of Talk Soup? I hosted yeah, that for yeah. an episode. It was kind of sweet. For real? Yeah. When uh, John Henson was yep, in it? Yep. Skunk Boy. Sure was. Skunk Boy. <laughs> that dude does the... Well, he did do that Wipeout show. Yep. You know? Yeah. I like him. He was cool, man. Yeah, I I remember that show when I was a kid. I thought that shit was funny. It was. He was funny. They always did the highlights of the uh, the talk shows for the week. And right, all. right. Yeah, mine was always on there. <laughs> you worked at... Now, where was that shot at then? That was out in Hollywood. So you were out in L.A.? Yeah. So when you were... How long were you out there for? In L.A.? Yeah. That time I was only out there for about three days. Oh, okay. But see, the guy that taught me how to tattoo, his shop was in L.A., so I was working there, too, you know what I mean? Right, so in all this time, were you tattooing the whole time? Yeah, like with the yeah I've never, ever stopped tattooing, ever. Yeah, I've always been tattooing. So I got divorced over tattooing, bro, believe it or not. How does that work? I went to Hollywood again. And we're in a hotel, you know, and my wife's like, I'm tired. I'm like, okay, you take a nap. I'm going to go walk around. Well, you know, I, you don't know. You lose track of time out there, man. It's fucking awesome, right? right. You've been there, you know. Oh, I do. So fucking, uh, you know, I'm walking around. Fucking with my buddy owns a shop out there. I'm tattooing in there. He's like, you want to go ahead? And I'm like, fuck it. Yes, I'm tattooing in his shop, which to me is awesome, even though I do tattooing all the time. You know, like I said, that's a right. 24-hour job for me. She comes in there yelling and screaming, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm tattooing. You do that anyway. What? We're on vacation. I'm like, yeah, but I'm in California. What do you mean? <laughs> She's like, I didn't marry you to do this shit all the time. I'm like, okay, well, that's a key word. Ding. See ya. Another time I got divorced. <laughs> I've been married five times. Oh Another time I was in a bike club, and uh, I was at the clubhouse, and my wife was fucking going nuts, being a dumb bitch in front of all my bros and shit, and she's like, you keep fucking up, I'm going to cut you off. And I was like, you can't cut me off. And she's like... The fuck you mean I can't cut you off? Like, I'm going to rape her. So I was like, because you don't know where I'm getting it from. Yeah. Bing. That was into that relationship. <laughs> I was only kidding. I just didn't want to dog me in front of my bros, but whatever. Once How you the fuck... tides turn. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Once you cross that line and you disrespect what I do for a living, I don't care if you get high 24 hours a day. How are you getting high, bitch, for me tattooing? You know what I mean? How are you going to disrespect what I love and love this more than anything? Let's say I, I tell everybody, this job comes before my kids, before my wife, before my house, before anything. This job's number one. Everything gets paid at this shop before anything gets paid anywhere else. And you're like, that's bullshit. Family's number one. I'm like, okay, that's how you believe. But if you lose your job, you're going to love your family so much, how are you going to feed them? You can't get another job. You can't get unemployment. How are you going to feed them? 
I was brought in the tattoo world. This job is number one. Fuck the kids getting new shoes. The lights get paid up here because if I can't make money up here, they don't eat at home. So it's a good way of thinking. At least for me, it was. Not everybody believes that way. Right. I do. Yeah. I I understand that, man. It's just a tattoo way. That's what I mean. This is not like it used to be, man. People think this is the job, you know. I kind of feel like that needs to be the artist's way. Like that's just the way it is. Especially if you're doing what you love. And don't get me wrong, I don't mean like fuck the kids like that, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> this is how I pay your bills. This is how you can sit home, you know, and fucking watch your little cartoons, gay wide, instead of fucking playing. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I, 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 I get that, man. I get that. You... What do you, how do you want the nose colored in, or what okay, else do you want so, black? So the outline of the nose, black, okay. and then inside red. All right. What, got a cold? It's looking really nice. I guess, uh, no, too much cocaine. Damn it. <laughs> that Peruvian flake. Baby. Now, you're a sober guy, right? You, you were, but you've had your time with uh, boozing and drugging. Uh, What's a sober guy? What does that mean? Oh, you say you're, sober? You're sober, right? You oh, know, it sounded like you had a dick in your mouth. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, I'm sober only because I choose to be. Right. I still I got champagne at home. Like on New Year's Eve, I drank a bottle of champagne. Got to be from Italy though. I don't drink that other shit. Don't drink that bullshit. Fuck no, it's got to be imported. But yeah, I drank, I drank some. I got a little buzz. That was the first time in a long time. But I drank like three glasses and I was fucked up. It made me hurt the next day. I haven't drank since. <laughs> but I never was like an alcoholic. But I did do a lot of drugs back in the day. I was partier. Wouldn't that, did it ever get to the point where like you were kind of like losing? Yeah. You know what? That's a good question because I did lose a shot because of cocaine. I was partying with that fucking dumb bitch. Yeah. And I fucking, I, I sold my shop. I still had a job. I just sold the shop so I could get caught up on some bills that I was fucking around on. So yeah, I did get, I did get out of hand one for about two months. Three months. Three months. Yeah. That's how quick you can lose a shop, huh? Dude, I did, yeah. Not by I could have, I could have toughed it out. Yeah. But I figured if I sold it, I still worked there. And then I could get all my bills caught up that I owe. I mean, I still could have kept it. I just chose that was the way to get out real quick. Right. That's when you own a shop, man. You got to realize there is so much that people automatically assume you're rich because you got a business. Yeah. And I'm broker than anybody you could ever imagine because yes. every bill is due all the time. When I do get money, I got to buy food. I got to feed these retards at home. I got <laughs> I mean, just so much shit, dude. Buy a car. Yeah, I got to buy a car. Fuck, I got all my bills paid now, you know. But fuck, no, I got to buy a car. I, you said inside red. What about the brain? What color you want the brain? Anything else black? Um, I mean, yeah, but I think everything else is just color now. Right. And you can follow that chart. Except for the purple. Don't yeah, do the purple. Except for the purple, yeah. Especially the purple. <laughs> Everybody hates Barney. I don't see why. And he's sitting in a purple shop when he's saying that. Ain't that funny? <laughs> For the record, I had no choice. It was done before I got here. Just so you know. I am. It looks I like they only did one coat on it. I don't have a problem with purple. It just doesn't fit my brain's color scheme. Dude, back in the day, we thought we were slick. We had bowling shirts made up, and they were purple. <laughs> Bad mistake. Oh, God. So I come in there, and I'm wearing a fucking... A bowling shirt, but I got a green T-shirt on underneath it. Right? <laughs> this little girl's in the tattoo shop getting, t- or her mom's getting tattooed, and she's with her mom. It's like, look, mommy looks like Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it for purple with me. No more shirts like that. Fuck that. All right, let's load this shit up. This motherfucker gonna call me back or what? 
prick bastard. Dirty prick bastard. <clears throat> so no. you're gonna you're getting a purple car? <laughs> yeah. Well that's gonna be painted real soon. What kind of car is it? Uh Ford uh, Ranger. A purple Ford Ranger? <laughs> I'm gonna get the Barney shirt back out, okay? I'm just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, it's bringing a- it back. The Barney shag. But is it sparkly purple? You gotta get no, green, no, green shag for the inside. Oh, my God. You you should have seen my lowrider. You seen my lowrider before, didn't you, or no? No, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm also tell you, I had a black lowrider. I had it lowered to the ground. Not like the way you do it normally. I had a white trash lowered. They cut, <laughs> they cut so little tires. Oh, yeah. The bumper was like that far off the ground. Seriously, the front and back. And it, I put like eight-inch blocks in the back. In the front, I think they cut, what, most of the spring out. It was it was low, slammed, man, to the ground. Why? Because I wanted a low rider. Oh, because you, you were a vato loco, I see. Well, yeah. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. It's a ladder to I had black car. shag carpet in the dash and inside the car. Nice. And I had red dingleberries around all the windows. And I had a chain steering wheel, a small one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Straight vato loco. Oh, yeah. So now, is this when you were married to the Mexican? No, it's well. I had one back then, like that, when I was married to her. But I, this was when I was married to Tish. Oh, poor Tish. The only reason I sold that is because I metal detect, and I'm really into that. I make good money doing that. Well, I did. I haven't done. You it know what? Maybe year. I did it because when you first started getting into metal yeah. detection, yeah. I was beep, beep. around with that. Yeah, and fucking, uh, I go out to this place way out in the curves. Instead of going straight up, they curve up like that. So I pulled up off the side of the road, and my tire dropped. I got stuck. I couldn't get off. The, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> ten the back rear tires. The only one that goes. There's a big hole there. I couldn't get a jack underneath it. I had to call somebody with a, a semi truck to pull me out, man. <laughs> That's when I sold it and got that piece of shit I got now. Yay! What? With this metal detector thingies on the back metal, of it. So metal detecting <laughs> is a legit. Dude, I made income? good. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, so what's sort of like your? Um, well, I, I, well, it's not a good income. You have to know what you're doing. I found a lot of gold. I mean, you see my Facebook. If you go in there now and look at my Facebook, look at the gold for the years that I was detecting. You'll be like tripping, dude. Most where, of that shit I found. He's where a do, gold where do you? Where's like? He's the, a gold digger, right? <laughs> <laughs> where? So, what are some like tips for people who are getting into it? Don't do it. Get out of my fucking way. I'll fuck you up if I catch you in my spots. Well, okay. What if they wanted to do it in San Diego? There you go. Uh, you gotta yeah, watch out. You gotta get permits to do the beaches. You get the fuck out of my way. Where do you usually go when you're? I go everywhere. He's no snitch, right? I go everywhere. <laughs> I, I usually I can I drive down. Oh, I, I'll tell you, it's illegal, but I don't care. I drive down the road. If I get an idea that something's there, or if I think about, you know, I, I go through and I think about what was it like back in the day. And if I imagine people playing football or frisbee, I pull over, I put this fucking gay-ass yellow vest on like I'm a city worker, uh-huh. and nobody say shit to me. Mm-hmm. They wave at me. And if I'm far away from the road and I see somebody where I'm not, like if I'm on government land, which is a big no-no, you can go to prison, I still do it. I'm back, and they look at me, I act <laughs> like I'm weed wagging because that's what it looks like I'm doing. Oh, yeah. I just wave oh. at them. Yeah. With the headphones, they're making noises with I always weed wag at 6 a.m. <laughs> that's how we do it. So an orange brain, right? Yeah, let's do the orange brain. I think you shouldn't want pink. You think so? Flesh, flesh <laughs> or penis. Pepper. <laughs> penis pink. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. White man pink. <laughs> Another dick joke. Uh, oh, we could uh, make it purple around the edge right here. <laughs> <laughs> he could have made the little lines You, you could have made purple. blue at the uh, bulging end. <laughs> yeah, blue brain. You know, you get it. It's almost over, Mike. You're going to make it. It's gonna I don't be know. okay. He might not make it. I think the dick's gonna get him. 
<laughs> He's gonna tap out on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> dick makes him tap out. It is funny how like as it goes on and on, it starts fucking with you. Guilty because ass it charge. Stings. It stings where he's pulling and tugging all over the place to make it taut. Stop pulling and tugging on my dick, Jerry. God. <laughs> God damn it. And he's going to start coloring right where like he hasn't touched in a while. Look at her, he's so going to start burning again. Yeah, but this is like the biggest spot right here. So, I mean, once we get this done, it's going to be... You got yeah. the biggest dick in the world. <laughs> on your arm. Hey. Oh. Arm dick. So what's the like? What's the most valuable thing you found? Uh, metal detecting. Just some gold. Like what kind of gold? Like bracelets. I found bracelets. I found oh, I found a necklace that was worth about a grand. Strap weight. Yeah. What else is orange, bro? The eyes inside the eyes or what? Uh yeah, I guess right. that. A couple of those bubbles are orange. Bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you can follow that thing now from. All right. Just don't make the keys rainbow. Just don't make the keys rainbow. I'm not feeling the rainbow. He needs C, D, and E blue. He needs F, A, and B green. (laughs) See, I would fuck you up if I knew the keys. You'd be like, what? How do you know that shit? (laughs) (laughs) It's a play piano. A couple of the bubbles are on. Jesus Christ. So if you weren't tattooing, Jerry, what would your second alternative be? Honestly, Robbery I don't know. and theft? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a good question because, I mean, I probably honestly, I'd probably be uh, a hot dog cart business is what I want. I know it sounds stupid, but there's good money in it. Or, like or a pizza joint. I'd like to do a pizza joint. You make good pizza? Yeah. Fuck yeah. How do you make Dude, this dough? man eats. He, how he knows how to dough? eat. Now, why the fuck would I tell you how I make my dough, dude? <laughs> You've been chopped. I'll tell you how I make my dough. You can tell me all you want. I ain't going to listen because I know what sells, motherfucker. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Well, gee whiz. Jerry Bear. Ain't got to be but so mean. What, the hot dogs? Oh, okay, I'm going to tell you this. You guys you guys know I got mob friends, right? I, you know for a fact. I do. I got real mob friends. Like John Gotti's son-in-law mm. is one of my good friends. Oh, good. He told, oh, good. no, no, he told me, I, I got his face tattooed on my side, man. And uh, he told, we told him we're doing a hot dog thing. We had to get permission. It's a, it a bunch of bullshit. We went there, got permission, had a meeting with him. I bet that's why the FBI is fucking with me now and all the cops. But anyway, so he tells me, dude, you're going to do a hot dog art? you got to do New York authentic dogs. He starts giving me all these tips. I'm like, what? He's right, dude. What he told me to do, we went home and we, me and Chris both were fucking around making chili sauce. And how you have the hot dog soaking, this fucking little fucking Dago motherfucker knows his shit, bro. <laughs> that shit was amazing, bro. Mm. You don't, yeah, you know how they change the water all the time? Don't change that water all day. Keep that same water in there. I'm like telling you no more. But this shit was amazing. And I, I mean, I had <laughs> hot dogs all the time, and I'm like, God damn, dude. I'm glad he told us that shit. Seriously. Now, what color was that? Red? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell. Yeah, he gave us some tips, man. And there was his underboss, his name is Vinny, which we're calling a hot dog cart. Vinny is authentic New York. Uh, this guy, that dude was going so crazy on us, man. You should have seen it. He was, dude, you got to try these. And we got to sell, you got to sell cannolis. And you got to get ganishes. You ever heard of a ganish? Yeah. 
no, but I know Me what neither. cannoli is. Cannolis are rocking, dude. Yeah, they're sweet. Yeah, but so is a ganache, but you can make it with meat, too, and he's talking about the meat, and they're awesome. They don't do them in New York no more because they're illegal. You can't have them what? on a hot dog cart. they got to be in a business. They mm. can't be on a car. Uh, but there's illegal. no regulations for Toledo. He's like, if you do that, you'll take over this town. I'm like, take it over anyway. There's only one <laughs> other guy that does it. What makes it illegal? It's It's got to be a certain temperature. Uh. And it, you, I think it's 140 for the hot dogs, and it's got to be like 150 or 160. Mm. You can't have them sit too long. I mean, it's got to be in a, a regular restaurant. Right. That's what I said. Why the fuck is it illegal, dude? Yeah, oh, but these no, old mobsters are going nuts. Then I got another friend in Detroit. Well, I got uh, the friend I'm, I'm friends with now. He is a boss up there now. But before it was Frankie the Bomb. If you look him up on YouTube, You'll be tripping who this motherfucker is. He's an old motherfucker who just died. He's the one that the FBI thinks killed Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, shit. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm, I'm here to tell you like this. I'm sure he did. Oh, shit. I'm sure he did. <laughs> Snitching on his dead it? body? I guarantee you. I, we know where he's at. We all know where he's at. But we're not saying nothing. But I, I can tell you right now where Jimmy Hoffa is. And they'll never fucking find him because they're not going to knock down a building to get to him. No, they killed him within 10 minutes of him being gone. Missing, kidnapped, right? They burned his body up in a fucking mortuary, nothing to ashes, in less than an hour after he was killed. That same night, by 6 o'clock in the morning, they were pouring concrete for this new building that was going in. And this is how you know it's true. Every concrete company in Detroit and the suburbs were called in on this one job. To pour the footer for this whole building mm. in one day. That's never been done before. And why was it done that day? Because they put that motherfucker's ashes in a corner Jeez. of a building that's up in Detroit. Woo. And it makes sense, man. I was like, dude, I got chills, man, when they were telling us. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. But I mean, like, they can't do nothing about it. They're not going to knock down the building and it's just ashes. Right. That not, shit was so long ago. It's, yep, it's gone. But he never cracked to the feds, man. He went to his deathbed not saying shit. Wow. Yep, gotta give him props, motherfucker's a pimp. Yep. He started losing it near the end, though. If you look him up on YouTube, the motherfucker was singing karaoke all the time. He's a crazy <laughs> rapping. Now, this is an Italian mobster that. This motherfucker was so bad, his, his son was a junkie who was in the mob, too. Got picked up for a burglary, right? Which happens because he snitched him out, or they thought he did. This guy killed his own kid. That's how crazy this motherfucker was. Jesus Christ. But, I mean, if you're in that lifestyle, bro, right. and that dude can put you away for life because he probably knew where Hoffa was back then. Right. They whacked him. He killed his own kid. Wow. That's why you don't ever cross that line, man. I'm just glad the dude's my friend, the guy who's the boss now. He owns a tattoo shop up there. He's actually coming here to get tattooed. Why not get tattooed his own shop? Oh, he can't tattoo yourself, bro. <laughs> you can. Well, right. let's put it this way. He's going to come visit. He wants to hang out. And he wants me to tattoo him. Gotcha. And he's going to tattoo me. It's a mutual respect thing. Gotcha. That's cool. Where the hell are you going to get a tattoo? I know. <laughs> I don't have much room. I kind of see a small blade. I'm going to tell him to do my fucking in. last spot I got, which is the one butt cheek. <laughs> one butt cheek. I had a butt cheek left. Yeah, like I want a killer that killed probably 100 people fucking tattooing my ass, you know? <laughs> Guilty ass charge. Guilty <laughs> ass charge. I'll just call this episode Guilty Ass Charge. <laughs> Might as well. Hashtag Guilty Ass Charge. 
guilty ass charge. I mean, what would that even entail? Like a guilty ass charge. What, what was the situation there? <laughs> God. Guilty! On accounts of the ass charge. Huh? I don't even know how that works. There's a whole new meaning to taking it out of your ass. <laughs> Well, you know what he said to me when I was on that show? That I have a, a good future behind me. Because <laughs> my ass. <laughs> you got a good future behind me. And that I was a tat too much, he said. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, do you have a favorite tattoo? Uh, honestly, it probably is my friend Carmine on my side. Nice. That or my first one, the Marine Corps tattoo. Or... No, I think my favorite one would be the one I got from my mom when she died, the deviled egg. Because that bitch made the best deviled eggs, I swear to God, and I'm not ever getting another one. So, yeah, that was probably my favorite one. What, did, did she have, like, a secret recipe? I don't know. The bitch made the best one, so I couldn't <laughs> stop eating them, motherfuckers. <laughs> Even when I was full, I was hurting. I was still eating the fuck out of them, Shove another one in. <laughs> fuck yeah. I feel that. Put them together, make a whole egg. <laughs> right. This is, this is sometimes, you know... Deviled eggs are delicious. Don't get me wrong now. Some people make good deviled eggs, but I mean, for some reason, I ain't found one that, you know, has been the same. She didn't give you the recipe? Fuck no. I got a lot of the other recipes, though, but yeah, that, I didn't get that one slipped away. Right? Let's go dig her body up. Right? Let's go dig her body up. Mom, She wouldn't even let us fucking, like, we couldn't even see it. Like, when she made him, we had to be out of the room. So, I mean, it was like a secret thing. Back oh, it was secret for her. She just wanted you away from her. <laughs> right. Quit bugging me. <laughs> Go away, Let me make the goddamn eggs. I did get the recipe for our stuffed celery. You had that, didn't you? Yeah. That was from her, too. What is it? Stuffed celery. It's, it's just stuff. cream cheese, uh, nuts, and olives, and a little bit of olive juice. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but it's fucking good, dude. Sounds <laughs> awful. Nah, some old fucking Italian bullshit, but it's good. Cream cheese and olives on some celery. Mmm. All right. All right. I know it sounds like it wouldn't be good, but I'm here to tell you, fuck, man. Fuck, man. Fuck, man. I can't even say nothing else but fuck, man. Evelyn says. <laughs> She's like, get that shit on my face. Ham. How many kids you got, dude? Uh, I raised like seven. Oh. But I only have one that I made. Oh, okay. <laughs> What'd you say, eight? Yeah, eight altogether, but only one's truly my blood. Okay. And I call her my little Chikonki because she's half white and half Mexican. Chikonki. Ooh. Oh, baby, one. my little Chikonki. That's Aww. a good one. I, I come up with some good shit every now and then. I, uh, I call myself a Hafsican, but... <laughs> a Hafsican? A Chikonki is fucking That's legit. Sweet. Fucking Chikonki, what do you think? Suck it. Yeah, it fucks people up when you tell them that too, though. Jason's dad calls Mikey Pepperbelly Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, sweet. Very endearing. 
Pepper Belly. <laughs> Pepper Belly Flynn. Belly. <laughs> Does that look like sugar skulls here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gay version, but yeah. <laughs> Guilty ass charge version. I really like, I think the mustache really does it. I love it. I love the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The string. All you need now is a sombrero and it could be the Frito Bandito. Remember that guy? <laughs> Frito Bandito. <laughs> That's what I should get tattooed on me. You know what you should get? You should get crossing jalapeno peppers at the bottom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, a jalapeno and a green pepper, remember? Chikonki. <laughs> right? Chikonki. Jalapeno and a green pepper. Well, what are white people, what's known for white people besides bologna sandwiches? Right? Hot dogs. Uh, jalapeno and a bologna sandwich. Hot dog and a hot Mayonnaise. A jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Oh, don't laugh. You motherfuckers put that on your corn. I don't want to hear no shit. Hell That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It's a different taste, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty sweet, Mike. Thank you. I like it. Eventually, add something to it, though, I would. Like what? You got that. But, but, Across microphones or something, or a microphone? Did you, did you bring your helmet, Jerry? Yeah, I know, did you right? bring <laughs> You're rubbing off on me. <laughs> it's football, but you don't mind. If I wore your helmet, it probably would spin around my head. No, I was kidding. Okay, let me wrap Are you trying to do the theme song? The outro. Cam. That's not even how it goes. Diggy, 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 that's close enough. Awesome. Jerry, I appreciate it. Thank you for reworking that and being patient no, with me. I just know it would be it would work as a tattoo like that. Yeah. And thanks for doing this. Russ, no thanks for hanging out too. I appreciate it, bud. Russ rocks. Russ hey, rocks. Hello. Hey, next <laughs> when are you coming back next? In the summer. Get, get a hold of me and I'll have my buddy, the fucking leader of the Detroit Mafia. It's called the partnership. I'll get him on your show. He's okay. like, like alright, he's a tattoo guy that loves attention. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you get him in there, so he's gonna open up. I'm telling you, you're gonna learn a lot of shit. I'm I'm all about it. Shit, That's awesome. Why you think I hang out with these motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> it's your your yearly gossip. I'm just glad I can say you're my good bro. You know, right. I, I need help, bro. He'll be right here. You know, especially when we start going up there, hitting the clubs up that way. Right. <laughs> all right. He took over a club down here. He took over the uh, what's that fucking one on Telegraph by the clubhouse? Oh, Alcatraz. Yeah, he runs Alcatraz now. That's mm. fucking, that's Detroit Mafia owned now. Oh, that's a classy joint. Classy. <laughs> I've never been there. I don't know. Whatever they're, oh, it used to be kind of high class. I'm like, really? I've never been there. <laughs> Our clubhouse was right next door to him. One of them, I've never been to that fucking place. Thank you, bro. Don't drink it. It's not cool. How do you end this thing, Mike? How do you do we it? just stop. Oh. He's okay. like, wraps it up. Well, I'll probably do an outro. I'd rather do that more than one kid. Awesome. Right well, Jerry, I appreciate your time, no buddy, man. Fucking, I appreciate the, the trip back. Velveeta and the fucking... And the Dick skull. Dick skull. Yeah. <laughs> At least you got a story now to tell people about. That's true. That's true. And um, 
Well, now it's immortalized on the internet. Right. Richard Cranium. Um, and thanks, Lisa. This oh. is the first time Lisa's been on the show. Yay! My sister. Boo, boo, boo. Oh, shit. We, get up? we did it together, baby. We yeah. did it together. Woo! Air five. Ham. And nephew, thank you for the air, air horn and ham effect. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'll probably come back and do an outro for you guys, though. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Well, that was that, and this is this. Go to randomstique.com and sign up for the newsletter and sign up for our Patreon, and that's R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Get yourself some. Write the show at wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, leave a, a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever the fuck you get your podcast. So that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing some of your stories with us and giving me some art on my arm. And um, I will die with these on my arm. So my Velveeta and my skull. So awesome. All right, guys. Take care of your fellow human being. HJ's for everybody. Love you.